Ring, 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 ring. Ring, ring, ring. Click. Hey, thanks for calling. Sorry I didn't answer the phone, but I'm too busy being wrong. It's actually the ninth episode, which you already know, not the tenth episode. But I got overexcited, and I said that it was the tenth episode, and that the next episode was the season finale, but it's not. The next episode is episode ten. So anyway, please leave me a voicemail. I can't wait to hear it, and I can't wait to go to bed tonight and sleep. Maybe I'll check your voicemail in the morning. Oh yeah, this is Basil. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey, how's it going? What's up? Have you been doing your laundry? Have you been doing your dishes? Have you been taking care of yourself emotionally? One of those three things is really important. And it's the third one. The other two come and go. But if you're not taking care of yourself emotionally, kind of there's a little bit of a what's the point of taking care of yourself physically. And yes, if you're not taking care of yourself physically or taking care of your surroundings, then it has an impact on your emotional self. But you got to put on your emotional air mask if you're going to take care of other people, including the, the you that lives in the space. Anyway, we're going to talk about the Mitchells versus the Machines because... I really liked it, and I just found out that it was produced by the same Chinese company that produced Vivo, which was kind of weird, since in the last episode when I talked about Vivo, I compared the two of them, because they have a similar main character that is just offbeat and a weirdo and okay with that, and they don't necessarily develop as a character because they're already pretty well self-actualized, which is really impressive for them. And I appreciate that there is a definite message of you don't need to fit in with the crowd. Just be yourself. Anyway, Mitchells versus the Machines. Let's start with the non-spoiler reaction. Oh my god, it's so pretty. The animation is just lovely. The 3D animation with the effects added to it so that it looks like cell shading, but hand-drawn cell shading, not like cheap uh, visual effect, but like really hand-drawn cell shading. It's lovely. And then the 2D animation overlays of all of uh, I can't remember her name now. The main character is like thoughts and plans and feelings. It's lovely. It is, it is just so refreshing to see such an interesting animation because everything these days is kind of just either switches between or it's just 2D. This felt like, like the 2D overlays felt like almost, for me, it actually reminded me a lot of Teen Girl Squad. Teen Girl Squad! From the old Strong Bad and Homestar Runner days. Am I alone in that? Anyone out there? Hello? Hello? Is this mic on? Testing? One, two, three. I, you know, it's, it's doodles that kids draw in those, like, black and white cow-looking notebooks when they're in science class and they're not listening. And then the teacher's like, uh, excuse me, what's the formula? And you're like, lightning bolt, the T-Rex. Plus also the band name uh, that I drew. So it's really nice. 
and it's really cool. It's very hand-drawn. It's very um, sketchy, and it, it overlays very well with the animation because the 3D animation for the movie is just so beautiful and so well done and stylized very nicely. And like I said, they, you have that cell shading feature that is like, it almost, almost feels like every scene had hand-drawn details added to it, not in the overlay, but in the rendering of the animation itself, because it all feels very intentionally, simultaneously flat and three-dimensional. It's lovely. I, I really like it. I, I honestly, if nothing else, I would recommend you see Mitchell's versus the Machines just to watch the animation style and what they do with it, because it is so good and so well done. It doesn't hurt that on top of that, it is fucking hilarious, the animations. I'm still just talking about the animations. For those who don't know, I actually do have a history in animation. I've been doing animation off and on for the last 15 years. Um, mostly off, but on and off. When I was even longer than that, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with cartoons, but not only cartoons, but animation itself. And I used to do hand-drawn animations, and I had a, a uh, an animation board with the pegs and the light box and everything so that I could practice hand-drawn 2D animations. When I graduated high school, my number one pick for college was to go to Van Arts in, in Vancouver because they were one of the last universities still offering traditional 2D animation as a course. But that's not what happened. And so then I actually got interested in 3D animation using the software Maya, and I also played a bunch of video games, so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll go into animation for video games. And Eastern Washington University had the first Washington State public school um, graphic design program, Visual Communication and Design, BCD, that was focused on technology and software, and they had a 3D animation program. So I got into that. I ended up getting way too stressed out and dropping out of that. The rest of that story is another story for another time, but I've always remained very interested in animation, and I've been doing animation off and on since then. Um, mostly privately, I haven't shared a lot of it. But now, more recently, I did release um, all of the animated music videos for the water-damaged Frozen 2 cover, Cold Heart Seek Same Mistakes. It's all pixel typography animation. And I've started doing animation overlays for the different Sandy Garbo videos and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I wish that I could do like the traditional 2D cell animation, but I just can't because I have kids and I work. Uh, I work. But, um, and yes, I know that that's kind of an excuse because some people do that, but I have other things that I want to do and that's okay and I don't need to make that excuse. I don't do it because I want to devote my time to a lot of other projects and not just one big project. Um, regardless, I love animation. 
and outside of the animation, the story was so cute. It was hilarious. Oh my god. It was a very cute commentary on technology and on relationships and on family and accepting each other. And there was delightfully subtle queer coding without being not queer coding. I was really impressed with Mitchells versus the Machines. And, um, sorry, another, I thought there was maybe a raccoon behind me, but it was just my cat, which makes way more sense. I, it had a lot of like home kind of vibes. It had a similar-ish vibe to Vivo. Um, like I mentioned, the main character is a total weirdo the whole time. And it's not... Her character doesn't really develop. She just gets stronger in who she is. And, and the development comes from her father accepting her for being a weirdo. I guess there's a little bit of... No, 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 no. There's a, she does have character development in seeing, in accepting her dad as not a weirdo and accepting where he's coming from and what his background is. There's a little bit of a like learning how to understand other people's stories that the main character does grow into. Um, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. My brain just shut off. So I'm gonna go. This is Basil. Okay, thanks. Bye. Ring, 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 ring. Click. Hey, sorry. I thanks for calling me. Sorry I didn't answer the phone, but I'm too busy being double wrong. Cause at first, when you originally called me, I was like, "Hey, this isn't." episode 10, this is episode 9, I was wrong, I'm sorry, but it turns out I just wrote the wrong thing down, and it is episode 10, and the next episode is the final episode, the finale, not the final episode, this one's the final episode, the finale is something else, I don't know what it is, but I know that I can't wait to listen to your voicemail and return it by pigeon, that's silly, that's, that's wrong, I'm straight up lying to you, I'm not gonna do that. Even if I had the means to do that, that's actually, it might be a neat, quaint thing, but like, it's actually a really slow way to respond to a voicemail. And since you called me and left a voicemail, because so many people call and don't leave voicemail, since you called and left a voicemail, I'm not going to respond by some absurd, idiotic, hipster bullshit. Not that I think that Sending messages by pigeons in general is that, but it would be that if I was responding to a voicemail in that way. I'll just call you back. Oh yeah, this is Basil. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was done. I was done. I looked up the, the just the wiki of the movie Mitchell's versus the machines just to see if there was anything else that I was missing and yeah okay so it was a little bit more uh, about her understanding her father 
than I was giving it credit for. I forgot, yeah, her father gives up gives up his cabin to give his kids a normal life. Cabin in the woods to give his kids a normal life in a town. So, and she understands that, and they connect, and okay. So there was more. It was understanding from both sides, which is great. And the Wikipedia also just, um, you know, validated my statements about the queer representation because it's her identity is her her gay bisexual who knows her queer identity is just accepted it's not a part of the drama and it's not put on display like a trophy it just kind of exists because it's just a part of who she is as a person done moving on which is great that's why it was touted as good <laughs> um so also the this was a directorial debut and he was involved with gravity falls which was a cartoon that i never watched but it has been on my list for a while after i watched over the garden wall but none of those things we're talking about i'm just wrapping up uh, Mitchells versus the Machines, and I'm not gonna go into a spoiler-based review because I don't think it's necessary. Uh, personally, I don't think that there's as much overlay um, emotionally and developmentally throughout this film to necessitate going through it one by one by me. But also, I think that I said everything that I want to say. And I don't think that what I'm going to say is going to want to change anymore. I mean, yeah, they have definitely, like, um, they plant seeds and they call them back multiple times. And they do a very good job of that. Anyway, it's a very energetic movie. So I kind of want to rate this like a blueberry lemonade cupcake that's real zingy. And has like neon highlighter yellow frosting. And the cupcake is very blue. So there's a lot of high contrast. There's a lot of pop. And then maybe it's got one of those like sugar crystal um, lightning bolts. Um, perhaps. Mm, is it a lightning bolt? That definitely says energy. And that definitely fits with like the tanginess of lemon. can be very electric. Okay. So yeah let's call it that and okay uh that was our adventure in almost and also this has been love love not this is the last episode of the second season i mean there's gonna be another episode for the finale uh i'm gonna have a hard time topping that season one finale where i just yelled <laughs> angrily about agent orange for 20 minutes but who's who knows who knows i don't know i have no idea how i'm gonna thematically link that to anything i'm also admittedly struggling with the adventures of almost this whole turning the consumption of media into consumption of food thing it's one of the one instances that i wish i had an active and engaged audience not that my friends who are listening to this aren't active and engaged but that I had a wider audience that I could be like, does this make sense to anybody? Is this fun for anybody? Am I just doing this? But I mean, that comment also lands for the whole podcast, and I do like doing the podcast, and I am having fun with it. And I don't need to think about it too much. What I need to do is 
go. So thanks for being here. I can't wait to see you for the season finale whenever I publish it. Uh, Take care of yourself emotionally. Take care of the people around you emotionally with consent. Don't, Don't push yourself too hard. It's okay. It's okay to be boring. It's okay to have days of nothingness. That's very healthy. It helps your brain recover. It helps your body recover. Not everything needs to be exciting. Not everything needs to be... Sometimes changing the world comes in the form of not fucking it up. So go out there and don't fuck it up. But if you do fuck it up, it's okay. Mistakes happen. We're all human. There's nothing wrong with failure. Failure is a very important part of life. Okay, this is Basil. Say thanks. Bye.